Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a podcast exploring church revitalization, church planting, and other Southern Baptist goodies for your ear holes. I'm Matt Hensley, the pastor of Mayhill Baptist, and Kyle is nowhere to be found, probably wearing his goofy little fedora and watching the Rangers lose somewhere. So we have a special treat for you today. No, you won't have to listen to me wax eloquently about the Astros prowess, but we have none other than Trevin Wax on the show today to talk all things Lifeway, Christian Standard Bible, and why he has both the greatest first and last name in the SBC. And so let's kick things off, Trevin. Who are you? What do you do? And how's how's the family? Tell us about your family. Oh, uh, d- doing, doing really good. So um, I grew up in Middle Tennessee, uh, spent uh, several years doing mission work in Romania. That's where I met my wife. It's where we, um, uh, in, during that time I was living there, we had our first uh, son. And so now we have three kids, uh, um, one boy, one girl, and then another boy. And uh, we live back in Middle Tennessee. We kind of have had this long route all uh, kind of around the world to get back to, to Middle Tennessee. And I've been working at Lifeway uh, for uh, about seven and a half years now. Uh, was brought on to start the Gospel Project curriculum, and uh, since then have uh, I've, I've shifted over some, and now I'm uh, overseeing the Bible and reference side of Lifeway, and so that involves um, the Bibles we publish, reference books, commentaries, things like that, and then also uh, the the Bibles we we have in our stores and online. Awesome. And uh, you mentioned my favorite curriculum Lifeway has ever put out, the Gospel Project. We uh, jumped on that when I was a student pastor and, and uh, our children's use it. Our children used it. Our students used it. Uh, we, we loved it. And uh, well, well done on that. And, uh, and I know it's still... Well, uh, thanks. I mean, it's been a labor of love, a big team, a lot of people involved with it. It's, it's been amazing to see how God has used it. Well, that, that was the humble version. It was all you. It was all no, you. No. <laughs> well, I tell- can assure you it was, that's just the truthful version, not, not humble. No. Uh, well, speaking of just you, you've written a couple of books. I know the, the last one that I read was this was uh, our time or this was your time. I can't, can't remember exactly. Uh, yeah, um, this is our time. This mm-hmm. is our time. I, I got all of it wrong. <laughs> but, that's right. Uh, but, but tell our listeners about some of the books you've written, maybe some that are about to come out or just have come out that we haven't heard about and, uh, and why we should go out and buy them. So I've been I've been writing since uh, been writing books since 2010. Um, uh, Holy Subversion was my first one. Came out with with Crossway. I followed that up in 2011 with Counterfeit Gospels, which was a is really a book about the true gospel and then why the counterfeits that we fall for so often are actually um, not as beautiful as the the true gospel. Um, I did a a theology and fiction book called Clear Winter Nights, uh, published with Multnomah a couple of years after that, and that. That book was um, really my my attempt to do some apologetics and some theologizing, but within a story form with characters fleshed out. And then uh, I wrote a little book called Gospel Centered Teaching, which is uh, um, re- really meant to be helpful for um, lay leaders, pastors too, preachers, but teachers, uh, people who are are convinced that we need to. Uh, um, it, maybe they've heard that buzzword gospel centered and, and wondering, okay, what does that really mean? Can you can someone just flush that out for me? That was uh, the attempt for that book. Uh, this is our time. Was uh, the book I, I, I did last year that was uh, really about the the uh, the myths that are so prevalent in our society and and what it means for us as believers 
to be able to identify these these overarching uh, narratives that shape the way that we think and way that we live in our society, uh, to identify the longings behind those myths, but then also expose the lies of those myths and show how the gospel tells a better story. Um, and then this year, I've got my first academic book. So it's longest, it's got a lot of footnotes and uh, bibliography and everything, but excited um, eschatological discipleship, uh, which is really the the theological underpinnings for This Is Our Time, uh, where I really get deep into the question of what is discipleship? What is the Christian understanding of the future? And how does that impact? How do we live today in light of what God has promised in the future? So that's in a nutshell. Those are my, my books in uh, uh, rapid fire there for you. So I just want to thank you for using footnotes. And uh, unlike the heathens that use endnotes, thank, thank you for that. Well, I've done both, but in Uh-oh. an academic book, you've got to go with footnotes because you got to see it on the page. Absolutely. And I, I know Kyle and I have watched, uh, you, you mentioned earlier about the, the Bible side of your job. Kyle and I have watched just about every uh, video that has come out on YouTube or, or anything that's posted by the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, that's kind of our version of uh, just binge watching Netflix. Like we just wait for you know the oh, Disciple wow. Bible or whatever to come out and and just to get an idea of, of what's coming out. But what part do you really play on the Christian Standard Bible side of things uh, from your position there? So um, I am not one of the translators. Uh, let's make that that really clear. There are people with a lot more knowledge and expertise in Greek and Hebrew than I have. Uh, that are are thankfully they are that the translation uh, committee is responsible for the the translation. So, but I do work with them, and as the so because I oversee the publishing of Bibles at. Lifeway, um, I oversee the publishing of the Christian Standard Bible. So this is a translation that we uh, at Lifeway, that we steward. Um, So of course, it's a translation for uh, not just uh, for the denomination I'm a part of. The the translation committee is made up of of people who are from different denominational backgrounds, different geographical locations. So you have uh, different continents where English is spoken. They're, those are represented there on the translation committee and with the original translators, the translation team that worked on this. Um, so as the publisher, uh, it's my responsibility to uh, to be sort of that interface between the committee and their desires, but then also uh, churches and pastors and Christians that are using the translation and their needs to have this translation in multiple formats. So that's why we have different study Bibles. I lead the team that oversees, you know, uh, what, what kind of Bibles will we have? What kind of font sizes and what will the design be? And should we have uh, cross references in this Bible or not? Or uh, what kind of outreach Bibles and ministry Bibles and pew Bibles and things like that? So so my responsibility is to to come alongside and to uh, help develop the, the, the publishing plan for the CSB as a translation, uh, listening to the needs of, of churches and Christians, and then um, at the same time, I've been involved in somewhat. Uh, I, I help with the promotion and the marketing and the, uh, the 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 conversations going on about the the translation. So I'm kind of in that weird spot of where I'm part publisher, uh, part interacting with uh, uh, you know all of these uh, amazing scholars who work on it, uh, interacting with church leaders, uh, helping get the word out. All of those things all combine uh, together in the role that I have with the CSB. Well, I want to thank you for two things specifically. The the first is the pastor's Bible uh, that came out. 
wonderful. I've, I've shared a review, actually, I think two reviews on uh, YouTube and a few places uh, about the feel of it, the look of it, the font of it, uh, the typeset, everything in my opinion, is perfect. I, I love everything about the Bible. So I want to thank you and, and your team for that one. I, it's it's just a joy to get up and preach from it um, because I, I had a great uh, Bible uh, that I was using, Christian Standard Bible, that, that I loved, but it was a two columns and, and so forth. And so I'd, I, I tend to look out as I'm uh, reading the text. And, and so I'll look back and it was often hard to find where I was, but this one is perfect. It's it's all easy to see. So thank you for that. But what brought me to the Christian Standard Bible in the first place deserves a thank you as well, because about a year and a half ago, I was going over to my study and, and getting ready for the Sunday morning service and so forth and walked in and I could hear some running water and my heart just sunk. And when I tried to open the door, wouldn't open. And I looked and there's icicles all over the windows. And, and uh, I, I peeked into the window and I could see the roof was on top of all of my books. And uh, oh, wow. which is a wonderful thing for a guy that loves books and loves to read to walk into his library to see. And uh, I posted about it like anything else on social media. You post what you eat and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I posted about that. And a couple of days or, or maybe a week later, uh, I had three boxes show up at our house. And I thought my wife was going to kill me because she thought I'd bought three box worth of books. And uh, what it ended up being uh, was a gift from, from you guys, from Lifeway, from uh, the Christian Standard Bible team with some commentaries to replace what I lost. Uh, but at the very bottom of that box was a preview copy of the CSB. And I was, I was a, you know, a fan of another translation hardcore. And, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, thanks, but you know, I'm going to keep that in the box for a little while. Uh, but I decided to go ahead and open up and uh, do some of my daily reading through it and just check it out. So I did, and then started comparing it to the Greek and the Hebrew. I'm not very proficient at it, but from, from what I knew, everything that I was reading would have been how I was going to word things uh, to preach and, and to teach people what the text was saying. And uh, so I decided to give it a shot in a sermon and, and a sermon series. And people in my church uh, were telling me how much they loved just reading it and uh, were buying copies for themselves. And, and so that was how I kind of came into the CSB was you guys meeting a need just with your generosity uh, for reaching out at one of the lowest times in my ministry. Uh, and and wow. so I thank your team for that. Uh, it was such a blessing. And what I've loved about the CSB, and I'm sure we'll talk about the translation uh, strategy and, and so forth, but but it truly does. I, I know it's kind of a uh, a sales pitch or, or whatever, but it truly is a perfect, in my opinion, a perfect blend of, of the accuracy that, that I look for as a pastor, but the readability as I look for uh, in, in a pastor wanting his people to enjoy reading their Bible and be able to understand it in, in a way that would, would make sense to them. And, uh, that's and right. so I love it. That, that definitely is. I, I, I do think that's, that's what the translation team was going for. And it's exciting to, to know that, uh, that people like you and people in your church have really resonated with that and that they sense that this really is. I would never say the perfect blend just because I'm learning so much about translations and I realize there's no perfect translation where everything is, is uh, um, getting it right. But it is a translation that is um, uh, uh, a, a, a terrific combination of those two 
uh, accuracy and readability. And I do, and I love the fact that it is readable. And you talked about um, uh, reading it, the joy of reading. Um, you know, Michael Card is the the stylist for the CSB, and so uh, you know he's a singer and a songwriter, and he but he brings that sort of literary sensibility to it. And so uh, I, I have a friend who likes to say it's a musical translation, and that when you read a lot of it out loud, you can sense that. And as a preacher myself, I teach, I'm the teaching pastor at my church. Uh, it's really a joy to read the translation out loud. It's it's very. I find it rare that I stumble over anything. Um, it, it sort of just it flows really, really beautifully, and so that is one of the the aspects of it that I think has stood out to me. That that was going to be my follow up. Was just you know I, I read everything out loud, and uh, in in my own kind of study time, it it just helps me to internalize everything. Uh, because when I'm just skimming something, that's usually what I end up doing, and I'll, I'll miss things. Right. But I read it out loud, and it just had this good kind of a pacing to it as as I would preach it, as I would read it on my own. And uh there's there's a guy at Southwestern, uh Leo Day, that, you know, he'll he'll read a text from the scripture. And I, I have no idea what translation he uses, but he, he does so in a way that I, I feel like I'm there, you know, and, and just real animated. And it's so easy to do that with the CSB because of that pacing. And uh, and it highlights just a, as I'm reading through, it, it kind of highlights it for itself. And, and I love it. That's and so great. I don't I don't have to act. I wouldn't act anyway. It, it just is there and, and just seems to come alive off of the page. And I'm so grateful uh, for that. Um, every, every member of our church that has tested out uh, the CSB, we were visiting a little uh, before we we went live here. Uh, every member that's tested it out has said the same thing. Uh, we've had some that have been doing a Bible reading through the beginning of the year. Uh, it's the same thing they've been saying is this is something that I just enjoy uh, reading. And that's the very reason that I, I want my folks to get their hands on it because it's something that I know they will fall in love with. It's something that's right up their alley, right? How they're talking. And uh, if, if I was a pastor, we've, we've got a number of pastors and lay people that are reading this. And so the lay people I know can, can go out and check it out for themselves. But if I was a pastor, uh, what do they need to do to get their hands on the CSB and where they can learn more about it uh, on the accuracy side, on the readability side? Uh, what, what would be your two cents there? Well, first place to start, I would start with the, with the, the website, csbible.com. Uh, uh, if you go to the CSB site, uh, you, you really get um, you, you really get a, a great introduction to the to the translation. There's plenty of uh, frequently asked questions that are answered there. Uh, there's also um, a, a Bible search tool. So if you're looking for a particular kind of Bible, you can see if it's available yet and what's there. Um, there there's there's just there's a lot on that uh, site that is very helpful. And then it also points out to some of the other resources that we've developed. Uh, you know, the Spurgeon Study Bible and the She Reads Truth Bible and um, the this, this CSB Study Bible. Uh, because, you know, the, the Bible, it's interesting, I was just looking at some research today. Um, 91% of those who read the Bible regularly prefer a printed Bible. 92% say they also access the Bible online electronically or through an app or whatnot. What's fascinating is that you're seeing this rise of people who are engaging the Bible digitally, but at the same time, not, I mean, nine out of 10 say my preference is a printed Bible. So I don't see printed Bibles going away anytime soon. And like you said about the pastor's Bible and the, and the way that it, it feels and the way that you preach from it, 
I, I think that printed Bibles are going to matter more in a digital age, not less. And so one of the things I would recommend for pastors or for church leaders or anybody that's interested in the translation, go to the website, start digitally, you know, look online, get some information about the translation. You can, you can really get a lot of questions answered there. Uh, but then one of the best things you can do is, um, you know, try find a, a Lifeway store or a Barnes and Noble or just wherever you're, you're looking for Bibles. Um, you'll find the biggest selection at Lifeway, obviously, but uh, go go into a store where if you, you want to actually browse and go through some of those Bibles that are available to see what they're like in in their in their printed form um, because I I think uh, people will 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 find that the that the Bibles are carefully crafted and that they are, are very high quality uh, and and some of them just beautifully designed you know we we want the we want the the Bibles the the printed Bibles to be um, to, to be worthy of the words that are, are carried there. And, and I think that that intentional craftsmanship comes out in a lot of the Bibles that, that we've published. And I think that's also something y'all, y'all nailed with the Spurgeon study Bible. Uh, I, I bought it as, as a fan of, of Spurgeon and, and I got the one that had the little marble stripe down the, the front yes. because it tied into the other lost surgeon, uh, Spurgeon sermons. But, uh, what, what I especially love about it is there are quotes there, there's sermon stuff, but nothing to distract from, from the word. If anything, it's all pointing to the word. And so you're going there to read the Bible. I'm not going there to read quotes from Spurgeon. That's a nice that's benefit right. that's there. Uh, but y'all did awesome with that one uh, as well. And so, well, you know, we went back and forth on that one because, I mean, the, the reality was we wanted there to be a lot of Spurgeon notes and some of his sermons are there in their, in, in their handwritten form and all of that. But uh, at the same time, we thought, you know, we really would almost be dishonoring the legacy of Spurgeon if he's somehow um, becoming the, the main focus in this, in this uh, uh, text. And so we, we, we did our best to, to, um, to, to do like what you said, to, to uh, let Spurgeon be there as a, as a guide into the scriptures, but to make it clear that the focus is the scriptures. And so the design and the flow of that text in particular was was one that we spent a lot of time going back and forth on and discussing, um, and and I and I'm I'm really proud of it. I think it's a it's a beautiful presentation of God's word with those those elements from Spurgeon uh, there to to sort of enhance and to to guide uh, your your reading of God's word. And that's what Spurgeon was about. He he was about the word, right. and uh, and so you go there and you can see glimpses there of of Spurgeon and so forth. But it's all again just pointing and highlighting to the word, which was what his his ministry was about. And and y'all knocked that one out of the park, and well, uh, I love it. And so I I'm obviously sold. Uh, I've got the CSB uh, logo tattooed on my shoulder. Uh, not not really, mother. <laughs> if you're listening to this, but if if another pastor is listening to this and and has checked it out, he's sold on it. Uh, you, you and I both know you as a pastor, and and certainly in dealing with other pastors that change um, and and. Any church, but kind of the cliche, of course, in the Baptist church is change just doesn't happen overnight, uh, at least without, you know, a couple of splits as you go. Uh, how how should a pastor just maybe slowly or just right with an iron fist, this is the Bible we're going to use. What what would you suggest on your end for a pastor that has fallen in love with this to help his church transition to uh, to this as their kind of standard Bible? You know, different churches, I, I mean, I, I get asked this question a lot, and I've, I've always looked at it like, 
there, there are different kinds of pastors and different kinds of churches. And so there's no one size fits all way of transitioning your church. Um, pastor, some pastors, they're like, you know, I could go in, I could completely switch my, my preaching and teaching this week to next week and be completely with the CSB. And there's no, no one's going to bat an eye, you know, um, other churches where it's a, that's a, a, a conversation with Pat, with other pastors or with elders or people on staff. And, you know, or does it have to be uniform across the, the congregation and all of the different ministries of the church? And that's a, it's a, it's a much bigger conversation. And so I, I say, I always tell pastors, use your wisdom here. You know what kind of church and you know what kind of a, um, a authority and credibility and, and all of that you have. So my recommendation generally is um, start with Bible study and preaching. Um, you know, if you want to, if you transition and you begin preaching from the CSB, that's a good place to start. Um, you, most pastors share the heart of, you know, they, they care about the translations that the people in their congregation are using but they don't care so much as to discourage them from using other translations. They want them in God's word. So, so if you're in a, in, in a, in a, in a congregation and I mean, you have some, some people that they're, they're devoted, that this is the translation that they've memorized from for years, whether it be, you know, NIV or whether it be KJV or NKJV. And to say, I mean, we, at Lifeway, we publish multiple translations. We We don't publish just the, the the um, the uh, CSB. We also published King James Bibles and New King James Bibles, and uh, we published the New Living Translation before and the NIV in the past. And so uh, there are many fine translations out there that um, that we are excited to see uh, um, being adopted by people and, and bearing fruit in people's lives. So when it comes to the 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 CSB. Or like another fine translation like the New King James or the King I, I just we just want people in God's word. And so the 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 hope is if I'm preaching from this text and this is becoming the dominant text I'm using as a pastor, you hope that that's going to, to lead people in their congregation to to adopt the CSB on their own so they can follow along and track with you well. Um, if people are to ask you, hey pastor, why do you prefer this translation? Have some good reasons, have some good talking points as to why hey, this is why I've landed here. Uh, whatever translation you use, just read it, you know, but this is why I am where we are. And then over time, I think that that leads um, uh, the church generally to understand that, that why at some point you may, you know, choose to do pew Bibles in the CSB or you, you your outreach Bibles may be aligned with your, your preaching ministry. But I think it starts there uh, on the platform, in the pulpit, and then it, it from there it goes on into other parts of the congregation. And I, I'm going to use a word that I kind of hate, uh, but uh, when the the way we've done it here has you know been been like you said, it's from the pulpit, and uh, and then over over time we we started putting the uh, scripture on the screen, and so that was kind of our our second step. But along the way has has been just this kind of organic growth. Uh, that That's a word I, I don't often like, but I can't think of a better word to describe it, where people came up and said, you know, that wasn't the King James, you know, what what are you using? And so I tell them about it. And then the next week they show up with a Christian standard Bible and have, you know, shared, you know, what, what they're learning from it and, and ask a few more questions. So it's been a little more organic kind of our, our next step on, on our end is, you know, each of our, 
uh, deacons, uh, I don't think they'll be listening to this, but their Christmas present uh, this year, uh, when we have our deacons and, and their wives over for, for Christmas, uh, is going to be CSBs and our Sunday school teachers uh, on their next anniversary of when they started teaching and so forth. They're going to get one. And just not not that wow. they have to use it, but this is kind of the step-by-step. Uh, those that get baptized at our church, young or, or old, they get a copy of the uh, Christian standard. So that's been just a slow and steady, just kind of creeping in of the uh, CSB to take over. Our, <laughs> but but really, we're, we're those that are, are reading it, as you've said, have just enjoyed it. And and that's the thing for me. As as a preacher, I, I feel like I want something that's going to be accurate. As a pastor, I want something that my folks are going to read. And uh, and so so I love recommending it. And uh, and I I think every church is going to be different, as you pointed out. Uh, if if your church is going to split over the color of the carpet, today might not be the time to say yes, we're going to do this. You know, there might be a different Absolutely. route that you're going to take. If your church does look to you for, you know. What's the weather doing outside? If, if they you know, will let you lead and every, maybe this is something you can go in a little quicker. Uh, but but it does take that wisdom, like you mentioned there. And uh, and so that's always important. I, I, I appreciate uh, what you guys have done uh, phenomenally. And, and I know you got it in the hands of a number of pastors and, and people get to see it at the uh, annual meeting and, and get their hands on it. Uh, it it's a wonderful text. Uh, speaking of, we've talked about Spurgeon uh, in the pastor's Bible. I know I have. You you mentioned she reads truth, uh, the ESV or the uh, CSB, uh, the study Bible. Uh, and uh, I think we might have mentioned in passing the disciples uh, Bible. Can you share any other uh, study Bibles or any other resources that are coming out that people can be on the lookout for? Yeah, uh, we you know we just released the CSB Study Bible for Women, which is the only study Bible that is um, written by women for women. So it's by female scholars and uh, bringing their expertise to the biblical text and with uh, great study notes that uh, really thinking about women from different generations, uh, the needs that, that that women have. So that just released. Um, David Dockery and I are the general editors of the Worldview Study Bible which will release in May. And uh, that really is a, it's a, a, a beautiful Bible with a lot of articles and, and study notes as well that are about the worldview of the Bible and the worldview, the Christian worldview, um, how, how, how Christianity affects our views of so many different things, all aspects of life. Uh, and so very excited to, to see that uh, coming out. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we're um, constantly bringing out new new resources. Those are the two that are uh, the biggest ones that are coming out this uh, this spring. But, you know, we have others coming out in the summer. Uh, we're going to have a uh, sort of a, a starter's study Bible called the Everyday Study Bible coming out this late summer. Uh, that maybe the, 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 the main study Bible is just a little intimidating for people. This is one that's going to be um, uh, a, a lot more accessible for the, the the newcomer who's maybe it's their first study Bible or maybe it's someone who wants to carry around a study Bible but it not be so big. Uh, that's something that we're uh, uh, excited about. Um, uh, we have an Encourage devotional Bible for women coming out this fall that we're excited about and and I I'm really I'm I'm thrilled about an, another one called the Day by Day Chronological Bible that has readings from Dr. George Guthrie that are there daily to guide you into reading through the Bible in a year chronologically. So you see the storyline of the Bible and and Dr. Guthrie's readings are helpful because they, 
they start out every day sort of saying, okay, here's where we are in the text. Here are some things to note in your reading today. And it's almost like he's a, a guide leading you uh, into into God's Word so you can see the, the overall story of the Bible. So those are just some of the, the Bibles that we are are excited about that are coming out in the future, and we, we hope they're really going to serve the church well. Awesome. We, we'll look forward to it. And uh, I've got the uh, CSB Study Bible for my wife, and Kyle, uh, who is, you know, as we said, probably drinking a pumpkin spice latte somewhere, uh, he's got the She Reads Truth for his wife. And uh, we'll, we'll be looking for the, the ladies' version of that, uh, of the oh, study Bible as well. Uh, my, my wife loves hers. And, uh, and so we, we appreciate that. And of course, my, uh, my kiddos have since been uh, baptized, so they have their, their copy. And I love the different designs. We've got all girls, so I can't say that I love them for uh, me, uh, but I love them for them. They, they love their, uh, their look and everything. Uh, what else about Lifeway? I, I know you mentioned the book that you have uh, coming out. Is there anything else coming out in Lifeway that we should be uh, on, on our radar? Well, there's always stuff coming out of, of Lifeway. I, I would encourage people to take a look at the different Bible studies coming out. The you know the 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 relaunch of the Gospel Project. It's about to start another three year chronological cycle through the Bible for kids, students, and adults. That's that's uh, we're gearing up for that. Um, you know, some really some some good book releases uh, coming out uh, here recently, and a new book from Jackie Hill Perry. Um, uh, there's, there's, i just, if you look at the different segments of Lifeway, you'll find everything from Bible studies to curriculum to books. Uh, it, it's, it's just fantastic to watch all of the, the, the great work that's happening, uh, at, at this, this organization that really is committed to, uh, to, to serving the church and her mission of making disciples. I feel like I just need to send you all my debit card and just say, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we thank you for uh, sitting down with us and, and uh, sharing us from, uh, from your side, what, what Lifeway is doing, what the Christian Standard Bible is doing. And we thank our listeners for taking the time to listen today. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you like what you heard, throw down a five-star review. If you don't, please don't do anything. Uh, but we thank you for taking the time to visit us here. I ask you to also visit us online at www.notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook under our name or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. And of course, today's been all about the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, we'll continue on with our church planting, church revitalization, and other Southern Baptist goodies in the following weeks. And until then, visit csbible.com to find out more about the Christian Standard Bible. And then may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Have a wonderful day and God bless.